Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is Everything Home, the transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. ready to be entertained yet learn some incredible information this is everything home and this is michelle swinnick Hey, it's Friday, February 3rd, and it's been 87 days since the most fraudulent, corrupt, rigged, mismanaged, incompetent, deceitful, chaotic, tyrannical, malfeasance, maladministration, disenfranchising, and voter suppression election our country has ever had, with the worst being right here in Mayor Corruption County, Anarchy, Arizona. That's why that flag is still upside down. Oh, it was administrative insurrection, and they stole your sacred right to choose your representatives through your vote destroying our republic flag upside down but wait there's good news there's good news with the people after three months and at least 150 hours of phone and text messages leo d'onofrio and i primarily him he did a lot of the heavy lifting i was just there to go yeah that kind of makes sense have figured out how they did it right in front of us and technically legalized their fraud Mm, nefariously brilliant but demons become so emboldened creating distractions like over here a shiny object telling you how they did it. They slip up, they leave clues, and they ain't as smart as they think. My special t- guest today is my good friend on the battlefield of truth and justice, Leo, the attorney, D'Onofrio. He's breaking news and exposing it all. You've not heard this before, and we're asking you to help spread the information in order to get this out during the break. Go to savemyfreedom.us. That's savemyfreedom.us. Subscribe so you can get on the list and make sure you get all the information about Arizona and everything else that we're doing. It's amazing stuff. Savemyfreedom.us. We need to do this together, everybody. Grab your pen and paper, your phone, text your friends, tell them to watch this important uh, episode, and we'll be right back after the break. SAT123.com. They have put together a really incredible package, emergency backup communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones, we've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400 watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because of course, right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts and the power grid is just failing, you know, intermittently, but it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages. Think about the lack of coal power, the diesel problems that are happening right now. If you're in the military or the National Guard or Border Patrol or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down, or maybe you're a first responder, rescue team, firefighter, paramedic, you name it, you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks.
In recent years, the world has only become increasingly more chaotic and uncertain. Disruptions to the supply chain have resulted in global food shortages, making it difficult for us to access the very resources we need to live in a functioning society. That's why it is now more important than ever to be prepared for the unexpected. Here at Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, we've made it our mission to help you and your loved ones be prepared for any emergency, which is why we are dedicated to bringing you a wide selection of ultra-clean and lab-verified superfoods, supplements, preparedness items, and other health products. So support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com today. Still my favorite show of all time, Jesus Rocks. You can catch that on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and that's uh, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Then over on Brighton picks us up on Sunday, their Sunday Faith lineup, 7.30 a.m. Mountain Time. And uh, what we're doing right now is I'm running some marathons. And the reason why is because when I started going back through these shows, I realized there was so much content. We kind of can't give you any more new stuff because you don't need anything else new. What you need to do is go back and listen to the episodes that we've done. We've done 23 episodes since we started the show in July. And uh, it, a lot of these shows are now even more relevant than when we did them. And again, this is all about Lucy DeGrazio has just an incredible uh, expertise and, and flair and, and entertainment value, talent, you name it, of connecting current events and real history with the truth of God. Because remember, everything that you've been told by everybody literally on the planet Earth is a lie is completely a lie. It's literally just like the opposite, whether it's politics or it's science, you know, the thing you're supposed to follow, uh, or, or religion. Oh, that's a doozy, right? So all of that stuff is just all lies, right? It's all it's all about getting propaganda and mis misperception and skewing you and, and manipulating you, and you being a slave, right? Like, <laughs> how true is that now? So go back and listen to these episodes. What I did uh, the past couple of days, so I'm still starting them on, on Wednesdays, but I'm doing a marathon. So I'm running like five or six episodes in it. And I'm trying to make them so that they all are similar in a flow. And the most recent one I did on Wednesday was is unbelievable because it, it really just lays everything out uh, and, and everything then kind of makes sense. So then you, you see what's going on in the news, you see what's going on in the country, and you're like, huh, now I understand. And what was interesting, uh, and we know, JT, uh, JT did uh, a, a huge show on, uh, on the second, which was yesterday, about all, it was all about the children and it was all about child sacrifice, child trafficking and all kinds of unbelievable things that people just went. Uh, and even though we've been talking about it for a long time, Lucy's been talking about it for years. We've been talking about it on every show Jesus Rocks because literally it's all about the children. So I encourage you to watch his show and then 
in, in addition to watching, obviously, the Jesus Rocks it, and it'll all make sense because that's really what it's all about. So the timing that he just did his and most of the shows that we just did on the marathon is all about the children and what they're doing and why they do what they do. And you wonder why they want to stay in control with our elections. Why do they want to keep control? Why do they commit so much fraud? Do they bend over backwards? Do they actually go through and do the, uh, the unimaginable to keep control? Because they need the control. So remember, the entire election system is fundamentally designed to control the outcomes. And you wonder why. How come we can't get anything done? How come we can't make any changes? They don't want to change the outcomes. They love to keep the control. So with that being said, you know, we're here in Maricopa County, Anarchy, Arizona. You know, I was an election judge at the Islamic Center in Scottsdale, Arizona, which started all this. I thought maybe on um, November 9th, my life was going to go back to normal. No, it didn't. But I have to say, a week later... I get, in po- I get in touch with this next gentleman who is, I guess, for the hour, has become a very good friend. We spent a lot of time together unraveling and unwinding the election that we just had here in Maricopa County. And uh, Leo D'Onofrio, he's an attorney. He lives in New Jersey, and I'm sure you've heard about him. If you haven't started following him on Twitter, I strongly suggest that you do because everything he finds is is just he's right and then he unra- and, he, and he just buries and he's so smart and he understands the legal system and he knows what works so heather bring out my good friend leo d'onofrio the attorney um leo is uh that's a still shot so leo's just he's not frozen and he's not uh, being extra still so he is uh he's on the skype but we've got the shot the shot up there of them so leo say hello to everybody today Hello, everything home people. <laughs> He's really funny show too. So he was on the show on uh, episode 412 that I had him and Liz Harris right there at Thanksgiving. And that's when he first brought up the information about inactive voters. And then him and I went on Brandon House's show over on Frank's speech on the um, uh, November 30th. I think it was episode 422. And then uh, we, Leo's been digging. He's been uh, examining. So why don't you... Um, you wanted to start with the recap of where, of up to where we are now. And then the second half, we're going to show you a whole bunch of stuff that you've never seen before. Okay, so we're going to recap what's happened. Everybody knows what happened on November 8th, but um, none of the law cases have been successful. They're chasing rabbits and doing the same things they do in all these election law cases. Here in Maricopa, what, what's actually happened is that there's been an administrative insurrection and a complete lawless elections department run by a gentleman by the name of Scott Jarrett. Now, the first thing I want to tell you is that you have laws in Arizona, okay? And for breaking those laws, election officials who break those laws, there are felony statutes and there are misdemeanor statutes, okay? So when the law creates a duty for someone in the government to do something and they don't do it, under 16-1010, that's a felony, okay? So th- it's not like these, you know, you'll see the trolls online now are trying to defend, and I'm gonna tell you what the crimes are. They're trying to defend by saying they have discretion and this and that, and it's it's because there's, uh, you know, certain mechanisms in the law that relate to other things. They can just change the procedure, do whatever they want. They can't do that. The law is, is set in a certain way, and then it's codified in the election procedures manual. And so you have two sets of laws in Arizona. You have the Arizona revised statutes, and that's the, the, the top level of law. And then you have the secretary of state will interpret those laws in an election procedures manual. And as long 
and the courts have held as long as the uh, election procedures manual is within the spirit of the statute, then it too has the force of law. So um, what has happened in Arizona now is that a number of laws have been sneakily disregarded in Maricopa County, not in any of the other counties, okay? I wanna make this absolutely clear. I've spoken uh, to especially Pima County and they are not doing the things that Maricopa County is doing. Maricopa is gone rogue, okay? And the, the, the main things that we've discovered are that there was for some reason, uh, and I discovered this, and I broke this story on Thanksgiving day, that we had an increase in Maricopa County of 213,000 inactive voters to 503,000 inactive voters. I just heard something, are we good? Yeah, no, you're good, you're good. So we had uh, 300,000 inactive people that were normal, uh, just active voters in Arizona that were kicked to the inactive list. And we've never seen a number like that uh, in the history of elections in Arizona. The, the, the next highest was around 2012, we saw about 75,000. So 300,000 moved from active to inactive. And then we saw the statewide number almost double. So there was something going on in Arizona uh, where, they, where there was, was a statewide effort where they started just throwing people from active to inactive. Now, what does that do? That makes them it harder for them to vote on election day. And it makes them harder to vote generally, but particularly those voters that want to vote on election day, if they, if they don't know they're on the inactive list, and most of them will not know they are on the if they are, if they are intending to vote and they've been active, now they won't know they're on the inactive voter list. So the law is quite clear that when uh, they combine the poll books into an electronic poll book. Uh, it's very simple with the, they, before they had the electronic poll books, they would have uh, a signature roster and you would have an inactive list. So if you showed up and you weren't on the normal precinct register, they look on the inactive list. And if they find you there, they tell you what you have to do. And it involves making certain affirmations under oath uh, to, to cure your status and update your address. Okay. And so, and then you can vote. Uh, if you have moved, you can only vote a provisional. If you haven't moved, then you can vote a regular ballot. But there's a certain place you have to sign so that the recorder knows you voted. And then this they will update it after the election and put you on the active list. So in in Maricopa County, when, and then when they do this in an electronic poll book, the election procedures manual makes it very clear that you must flag the inactive voters when they show up at the poll. Well, Maricopa County just did away with that. And we've spoke to multiple uh, poll workers. Now, doing away with that, it, it's it's definitely a class two misdemeanor because it's it says clearly in the election procedures manual that those voters must be separately flagged in the electronic poll book. So no inactive voters were flagged, and we had a record jump from two hundred thousand to three to three hundred thousand up to five hundred thousand. None of them were flagged on election day. So this is a flagrant mm -hmm. violation of law. Okay, now we can talk about motive later, but just understand when those people come to vote, the, the recorder and the, the elections department has an amazing amount of discretion over whether they can count that vote. Okay, and uh, there are different parts of the election procedures manual which give the authorities a, a, a certain discretion in determining when they are going to require a voter to make this special affirmation. Okay, and so 
in particularly, there's a statute when they use the uh, National Change of Address database by the United States Postal Service, or they use the um, the ERIC system, which is an electronic system that flags potential voters that have moved and tells the government and gives them a list. And there was an article in VoteBeat on April 28th, and they it showed that ERIC system had given Arizona 200,000 names. And then we saw that Arizona by April, from January to April, moved 65,000 onto the inactive list. And then from April to October, they, it went from um, 270,000 to 503,000. When they use those electronic databases, the, the statute is clear that the, the, the government, the county has a discretion whether or not to make them give this extra affirmation and when they go to vote that they continue to reside at their address and at their normal address, or even if their new address they've moved, they can request this affirmation from them as well. Now, it used to be before they used the, uh, these electronic systems that uh, they, there was no discretion. The statute was clear. What's dangerous is that there is a discretion, but if the voter doesn't know that they've been that they're inactive and they don't know that they may have to make that affirmation, then we are seeing some sort of discretion put in play here and it gives the recorder the ability to pick and choose or it gives the county the ability to pick and choose. Now, something else that they did is since most of these voters will have to vote for provisional ballots, uh, they've created um, this like Frankenstein's monster that we spotted and they tried to remove traces of it. They, they, there's, it's called a real-time provisional ballot and there's no law, there's no, the words real-time provisional ballot, they do not exist in the Arizona revised statutes. They do not exist anywhere in the election procedures manual or the poll training manuals. And uh, we've seen this in a small note and it's it, what they're doing is they're taking tens of thousands of people and, in 2022, we know there was 92,000. They've admitted to that, but in, we don't know how many in total they're doing this to. And they're creating this quasi ballot called a real time provisional ballot where they're giving uh, the voter a, something that looks like a standard ballot, but they're, they're processing it as quote unquote real time provisional ballot. Uh, this is a flagrant violation of the law because a, a, a provisional ballot must be in a provisional ballot envelope and, and the voter must get a provisional ballot seat so by law they're able to check to see whether their vote counted because a standard ballot cast by a voter is is deemed to count but a provisional ballot may not count and it must be adjudicated so the voter has a right to a receipt well in this quasi process there's no evidence there's no there's no envelope and they're it, they appear to be tabulating the votes on site and then there's no receipt for the voter so nobody knows what's happening and we're only learning about this because i saw a notation back in 2020 in the provisional ballot summary in the 2020 elections it, it mentions in very small print that they processed these provisionals as uh, these these certain voters as real-time provisionals okay so we've gone through this in other episodes and we believe that this is a felony because none of the other counties are doing this. But And the question is, why would they do this? For instance, if you're an early voter uh, and you're on the early voting list and you get an early ballot, we know that there were 91,180 people like that this year that got an early ballot and decided not to turn it back in, but not to cast it either. They showed up at the polls on election day. And, and if there is a live electronic poll book, then the statute says they may get 
they may, M-A-Y, they may get a, a standard ballot. And the county has to make a decision because they have a discretion. They can give them a standard ballot or they can let them vote a provisional. There's no in-between. If they give them a standard ballot, then there's no discretion over their vote. But they want that discretion. And for some reason, they want them voting something that looks like a standard ballot. So they're not putting the ballot in an envelope and they're not giving them a provisional ballot receipt. And they're not even telling them that they're voting some form of provisional ballot. They're making believe they're having them vote a standard ballot. And by doing it under this quote unquote real-time provisional ballot process, they're retaining discretion. And therefore, if they have discretion, they can cancel that vote at any time they want. And that's why this is so dangerous, okay? It's not that they're giving them a provisional or they're giving them a standard ballot. They, they have the discretion to do either, but they must do one or the other. What this, the county has done is come up with with this Frankenstein monster and put them both together. And so we have now caught them doing this. And this is a felony. This is absolutely a felony because there's a duty in the law to put that ballot in a provisional ballot envelope. And there's a duty in the law to give that voter a provisional ballot receipt. And there's a duty in the law that they count those ballots after all the other ballots have come in and they adjudicate them one to one and they make a decision and then they don't open that ballot. They give that envelope to the Board of Supervisors, get separated from the envelope. It's an anonymous vote. It's counted like every other vote. The whole process has been turned upside down and you're only hearing about it now because Michelle and I have been doing the digging on this. And, and Michelle has been so helpful to me and we're going to break. I'm, now I'm catching you up here. So far, these are the violations that we've found. And you have to understand when we're talking about the inactive voters not being flagged, there's a reason they're not being flagged, okay? And, and the provisional, this, this quasi vote format that they've come up with, there's a reason that they're doing that, okay? Michelle, do you wanna pop in? Cause I'm, I'm about to launch the new stuff. Well, I just want people to realize that we, it's not like we went undercover. It's not like we, uh, right. we had special all meetings where, yeah, where we had microphones and hidden all kinds of, this is literally all this information is in, included in the canvas. It's included in the letter, the nine page uh, report that Scott uh, Jarrett sent to the attorney generals. It's in the EPMs, it's in the training manuals. And then it's actually then having conversations with people like myself who worked the polls and other poll workers and other counties. And then all of a sudden it was just putting the puzzle pieces together. So it's literally when I say it's out in the open and it's right in front of your face, because that's what demons do. They love to do it right in front of you. It's all right there. We just had to read and look. That's okay. Now your audience is saying what, what's, but the, here's why this is so important. Okay. The, the reason that they're, we believe they are doing this and creating this standardized ballot that goes through the tabulators on election day, like a regular ballot, but is, being done through something they call the provisional ballot, a real-time provisional ballot process is because what you probably don't know, and if you haven't heard me speak before, is that there is an anomaly and a defect in the Dominion machines. This isn't a conspiracy theory. Or this isn't something like, hey, they're cheating with the machines. We know. No, this is a known defect that Dominion has had to create a patch for, and the United States government has created what they call uh, a, an engineering change order, and it's engineering change order ECO 10826. Now, Maricopa, th th this came out in a big, big 
uh, case in 2020 in another jurisdiction, another state. And I'm going to tell you what the anomaly is in a minute, but understand what we're talking about here is not like guessing, hey, these machines, they're hooked up to the internet, every conspiracy theory you've heard. I'm not saying some of them aren't true. I'm just, I'm not saying they are true. All right. I don't know about those things. Okay. What I can tell you is that uh, Maricopa County uses the democracy suite 5.5B for boy. These are the exact machines, the 5.5B, the 5.5C, that Dominion has admitted that there's a problem with. And here's the problem. There, when a provisional ballot or a standard ballot goes through the tabulator containing some sort of stray code that makes the tabulator think it's a provisional, it sets off something called a provisional ballot flag because the precinct-based tabulators in America are not supposed to tabulate. They're not supposed to be encoded to accept provisional ballots. Isn't that coincidental? Okay. In Europe, some of the Dominion machines, they do count provisional ballots in the tabulators. So there's a function, there's a hidden latent function in the precinct-based tabulators used in America, specifically the exact ones used in Maricopa County. And here's how it works. They put the ballot in. It's got some sort of stray code in it, in, in the timing marks and in the, in the ballot code and the definition. It gets spit out. Does that sound familiar? It comes spit out. Tabulators start spitting them out. And then after a few times, it accepts it. And once mm -hmm. it does that, the counter goes up. And I'm going to explain what that means. And, and then it looks like it's counting votes from then on. But the actual tabulation is not happening on the memory card and what they call the protective counter. And very quickly, there's three parts of the tabulator you need to be aware of. It's very simple. One, two, three. There's three different counters on each tabulator. You have to understand what each one does. The one you see when you walk into the, and I guess we have a minute before the break, yeah. right, Michelle? Okay, yeah, I, can do this in, I can do this in a minute. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll pick it up from here because we haven't broken the new news yet. We've been saving that for after the break. We're just catching you up here. So when you walk up to that tabulator, you see a number. Let's say you're the 11th voter and there have been 10 successful votes. When your vote goes through, the number on the screen, they call that the public counter, it goes up to 11. But that's not the tabulation. The tabulation is inside the machine on the memory card. And then there's a second counter called the protective counter. And if you think of a car, on every tabulator, one has an odometer. It, it never goes down. So if it's the fifth election, it might have 1,275 votes. And then the memory cards are like your trip, your trip meter. They get reset after each election. So at the end of the election, the memory card will have a number and the protective counter will have a number and those will reflect the same amount of tabulated votes and then the public counter will be the number of people that put a ballot through and 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 that's not an official tabulation but those three should match and in the anomaly that happens in the dominion machines they do not match and let's pick it up from there michelle very well done. I love this guy, Leah. I'm telling you, make sure you follow him on Twitter. And then what we're doing is part of our SaveMyFreedom.us. That's our Substack and our whole movement where we're including all kinds of incredible information, not only about Arizona, but about business life and community. Because yes, you have to be a little bit well-wounded. We want all the work together. But what I'm going to do is all of the exhibits that he's put on, um, that he's putting on this show, plus all the ones that have been on the Twitter spaces we've done and things like that, that he has on Twitter. I'm going to put them into actually articles on here so you can reference it. And that way you can have the facts because we're going to ask all of you guys to join us in this exposing exposure campaign in order to get this information out. So during the break, go over there, just click on the button, savemyfreedom.us. We'll be right back after the break with Leah D'Onofrio. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10-year warranty, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. True is what we are to the stars and the stripes in one nation under God, where the bald eagle flies in memory of our founding fathers, where we stand in solidarity, wearing freedom proud, believing we will endure in our most beloved nation. The home of the brave, the land of the free, is where we shall be. The flag shirt where freedom reigns. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. Brighteonstore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code HOME at checkout for additional savings. And we're adding so many new amazing partners to our marketplace. So I encourage you to go check it out. Uh, it, it, I mean, really, it, we're trying to get all the categories covered. So you saw you got your flag shirt, which is Steve Stern, our Betty over there. And he this is this, this is this Save My Freedom Steve Stern Studios here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, and all this stuff is over on a marketplace. So I, I have it listed on the SaveMyFreedom.us because that's a subsect, but it's a website. So I put all the tabs, like awesome tabs of all, all great information, the take action menu that we used to have you guys go to. It's now on the top there, the Rumble accounts, uh, all of our social media. I have a new tab that I started called uh, Arizona Election Fraud. So all the episodes that I've been on and other people have come on the show to talk about election fraud, that's at the top of that that too. And then, of course, like I said, the marketplace is there. So go check that out. Go get these products. I mean, they're, they're, most of them are products that I, that I use and that are owned by patriotic companies or patriotic people or they're patriotic-oriented products and small business owners. We're trying to put a lot of those on there. Uh, because we want everybody to start supporting the like-minded companies that don't want to sabotage you, kick you off, and then like try to ruin your life because you uh, you, you you love the country or you think that men shouldn't be on women's swimming teams, like right. So that used to be normal. Apparently, it's not anymore. So we want to make sure we bring all these awesome people together. So if you join that, go check out the, the marketplace. We're adding some, like I said, some really great people. Of course, you know you got the My Pillow. 
And you've got uh, the Z-Stack, which is Evzalenko's immune boosting, which I'm taking. Mammoth Nation has incredible products. There's like a thousand different products with a couple hundred different vendors. And a lot of those are small business owners. So yes, it's going to take a little bit more time than clicking on Amazon or going to Walmart. But uh, and unless you want to be a slave, a slave to the system, uh, and allow these companies to ro to ruin your lives and, and to, to cut you off. Uh, you've got to take a little extra time to look at alternative products and resources and uh, services. So we're just making that easier for everybody if you go over to the marketplace. Um, and I, I just wanted to tell you more stuff, but for right now, just go check out the Save My Freedom Movement. And then as there's also uh, upgraded subscription models, which is really more so connecting and networking and getting special exclusive information. And I priced it at like 10 bucks a month. So I guarantee you, you make that back in like like five minutes of actually participating and, and seeing all the great take action items and information we've got. Um, but there's free on there too. You just don't get as much cool stuff, like the real juicy stuff that actually like changes your life and makes you more money. So I, I wanted to keep it all quick, but we're going to, we'll talk about it more next week, but I wanted Leo to be able to have as much time as he can, because this is so important. Because again, if Arizona isn't, uh, let's say, I don't want to use the word fixed, but resolved or overturned, or we get a new election. It's literally set the precedent for what's the point of having elections moving forward, because, again, they've manipulated the system so much with their word salad and they're adding on to little words that you don't think that mean anything. But when you read it, you go, oh, my God, they've technically legalized the fraud. But at, as, you, as you're going to learn from the second half here, they, they have they have a, they kind of they kind of effed up a little. So, uh, again, demons are emboldened. But they do make mistakes. And luckily, Leo found them. So, Leo, let's uh, I'll let you pick it up where you left off at the break. Okay, so where we left off is there's three counters on a tabulator. All right, now, how this works is when you put your ballot in, the public counter goes up one and it looks like you voted. And if there's no problem, then the protective counter, think of that as the odometer, that will go up one. And then the memory card tape, which is the, the, the official uh, tabulation of that voting center, that will go up one. So let's just say you had 300 check-ins at the location, 300 people check in to vote successfully, they get a ballot. If everything is fine, the public counter will say 300. And at the end of the uh, election night, they will print what's called the, the uh, summary tape. And the tabulator has its own printer. It will print this long, it's, it's like extremely long piece of tape. But the first page of the tape, and it'll have all of the tallies for every single election on that tape. And they'll roll it up and they'll put it in the bag with the ballots, one copy and the other copy, there's two copies, will go uh, back to the central count uh, for the election department to uh, do their audit board check. OK, now, what does the first page of that tape say? Now, this is the official precinct return. It will tell you the number of ballots cast on the memory card, and then it will show you uh, the protective what they call the protected counter number. So that's the odometer. So if you know if that had let's just round numbers before the election started, if that had twelve hundred on it at the end of the election, it will now have fifteen hundred and the memory card tape. That's the official tabulation that would have started at zero. And at the end of the night, that will say three hundred and the public counter will have started at zero. That's what you see when you go up and you look at the screen and that will now be three hundred if everything is as it's supposed to be now. What's that, Michelle? I was going to try to pull up the tapes you sent me the uh, the other That's day, okay. but you can't really see them. them now. Well. So, yeah, okay. okay. Now, here's the problem that with the Dominion bug, the defect they're having. And now, this is why we told you about this real-time provisional ballot thing, because the actual defect 
that Dominion is having is related to something in the standard ballot that the tabulator thinks it's a provisional ballot, but it's not a provisional ballot, which is easy for the tabulator to spit out. It's a it's a stray line of code that relates to provisional ballots that sets off this hidden provisional ballot flag in the tabulator. And so, like I said, it like just like on November 8th, it will start spitting the ballots out and eventually the, the tabulator's they 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 accept it. The public counter goes up one, but the tabulator memory card tape number that doesn't go up, and the protective counter doesn't go up. So neither of the two official counters go up. The two the protective counter and the memory card number those are printed on the tape at the end of the night. Okay, the public counter number is not. Okay, so what will happen once that anomaly is triggered? Let's say you know you started on the protective counter at at a thousand, and it was zero for the other two, and you had ten successful votes. The protective counter would be at one thousand ten. The public counter would be at ten. The memory card tape number would be at ten. Okay, but then you have the ballot that starts the problem. Okay, the one with the stray provisional code. What happens after that? It gets spits out. It gets spit out a few times. Then it's accepted. The public counter goes up to eleven, but the other counters don't move. But you can't see that. Nobody can see that. And what happened in where they found this is they had the tabulators. The public counter would say like three eighty seven, and because a, a a very sharp poll watcher felt like something was wrong, they demanded that they open the machines and count the ballots. And the tape at the end of the night, after the the poll watchers saw the tape was said only like eighty seven, but the public counter said it like three ninety two, right? Something like that. It was off by like what they felt in a totally ridiculous number. And they opened, they counted, and sure enough, there was 392 ballots in the machine, but only like 87 had been counted. So that happened at a number of machines and a number of counties in this other state, okay? And so the anomaly was identified, and Dominion was forced to do what's called a PAN, a, a product authorization notice. And they had to notify all of the uh, jurisdictions that purchased these specific tabulators, okay? Now, again, I just want to reiterate, people, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is this happened and is happening now with the tabulators used in Maricopa County, okay? Th this is the problem, a problem with them, and they were made aware of it and in, in February 2022, and they did, not, they did not use the patch that was created by Dominion to fix this, and that was approved by the EAC, the United States government agency that oversees elections. Okay. Understand that, that when you went to the polls on November 8th, those tabulators are the exact tabulators that had this anomaly and they were not patched. And they were, and they, and Maricopa was on the receiving end of that product authorization notice and just refused to update the tabulators with the patch. So on November 8th, we believe the anomaly was triggered. And what will, what happened is you have 223 vote centers, and we know that Maricopa didn't use the tape on 42 of them, and they have yet to explain why. So we're trying to find out why, and the only reason they wouldn't use that is if there was a problem. Now, did Maricopa spot the anomaly? Well, we don't know because we're all just learning about this now. The only people who knew about this uh, two months ago were Carrie Lake's uh, technical team. They, were, they knew about this, and, and they have not raised the issue or told anybody. 
for some reason, it never appeared in the courts. Now, that's another show for another time. I just want to put that out there. Okay. So what is the new news we are breaking tonight? Well, the problem is at the end of the night, Dominion says it's not a problem because if the jurisdiction is using the proper procedures, they will compare the memory tape to the number of check-ins at their electronic poll book. So for instance, let's just say it's, we'll call it voting center number one, and there's 300 check-ins on the site book, okay? So what you would do is you would look at the memory card tape and it would say 87, and then you'd look at the check-ins, it would say 300, you say, oh my God, we got a problem, okay? And then you set you, and the poll worker will find that in an election board audit, okay? Now, what's an election board audit? An election board audit is like people like Michelle are on the election board. Most people don't understand this. Whenever you see the words election board, that means the poll workers at the poll, at uh, the voting center, they are the election board, the, the inspector, the two judges, the clerk, the marshal, okay? And the clerk, not the marshal. Uh, they're all the poll workers uh, that make up the election board. Now, it seems pretty easy. Okay, you compare the tape, right? You compare the tape to the check-ins and you see the anomaly, except for one problem, except for one problem. In Maricopa County, Scott Jarrett and the election board have stopped the election, no, not the, uh, Scott Jarrett and the election department have stopped the election boards, the poll workers from comparing the tape to the check-ins, okay? And that's why this is so dangerous. And what we're breaking tonight is that uh, Scott Jarrett prepared a nine-page report to the Attorney General, okay? And he, they talked about their audit reconciliation procedure. They didn't mention anything about this Dominion issue. They were just talking generally what their procedure is. And uh, if you will recall that the Attorney General, Jennifer Wright, the Assistant Attorney General, had sent a letter to Maricopa County asking for answers. And in that nine-page response, Scott Jarrett explained that they used, quote-unquote, a decades-old audit procedure, okay? And they used what's called the precinct ballot report from each voting center. OK, the problem is the, the precinct ballot report, the form is prepared by the director of elections, Scott Jarrett, and he does not allow on that report the memory card tape to be logged. He only allows the public counter to be logged. Now, if you recall the, the anomaly, once the anomaly from Dominion is triggered, the public counter will continue to go up, but the votes are not being tabulated. Like I said, if 300 people checked in and 300 votes dropped into door number one, the normal door, the public counter will say 300 and the actual tabulation is some lower number. Let's just call it 87. So the protected counter that started at 1,000 at the end of the night will be at 1,087. It will print on the tape. The memory card number will print on the tape at 87. And, but Scott Jarrett is not allowing the election board to write those numbers down on what he calls the precinct ballot report. It's actually called the official ballot report in the election procedures manual. He's telling them they must write down the public counter. And then he explains that their audit procedure back at central count is to compare uh, if uh, when they are not going to do an investigation unless that public counter doesn't match the check-ins. Okay, so if if you have the anomaly in the machines and you only do an audit 
when the public counter doesn't match the check-ins, you will not find the anomaly. Now, here's the breaking news. The election procedures manual and the Arizona revised statutes require the election board, not not, I'm not talking about the audit board, which is what's got Jared's talking about. The audit board is 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 the uh, a division that takes over when the central count happens at uh, Maricopa County Tech. Okay, when they when the when the they have all the ballots there from all the counties and they do their final uh, canvas. The audit board does their own audit. And they use the precinct ballot report, which has the public counter number. Therefore, they will not find the anomaly. But here's the twist. Here's the felony. The statute, okay, and the, the statute and the election procedures manual. And, and uh, Michelle, you can uh, bring up the election procedures manual now. That's the first exhibit there. That's 15, Heather. Okay. This, 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 is, the, this is the election procedures manual mandated and uh, pa- uh written and issued by the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, in 2019. It is still in effect today. It was in effect um, during the election. Okay, this was approved by the Attorney General and Governor Ducey and Attorney General Brnovich. Uh, This has a section in it, and it's, it's the election board audit. And it requires, it requires the election board to do their own audit before they uh, hand over the ballots and the tapes to the county. And it says the things that must be done in this audit. And it specifically says that the election board and they, the, the election board, the people like Michelle, the election judges, both judges have to sign this uh, precinct ballot report as well as the inspector. Now, it's, it's called an official ballot report in the election procedures manual, but Scott Jarrett is calling it a precinct ballot report. But the statute is clear for every voting location and in and in the election procedures manual, voting locations equal both vote centers and precinct uh, polling locations, which are precincts. OK, so in Maricopa, you only have the voting centers. So this is covered by the term, technically covered by the term voting location. And what does it say? It says that the poll workers must compare the tape that's printed out of the tabulator. This is not the public counter number. This is the official tabulation. And they must compare the official tabulation to the number of check-ins. And if there's a discrepancy there, they must note it, sign it, and explain it to the county. And then the county must then take that discrepancy and try and figure out what went wrong. And what they would do then is open up and count the ballots and they would see, oh my God, the tape says 87, there's 300 ballots in here. And we believe that's what happened with the four, there's 42 vote centers. They're not telling anyone why, but they did not use the memory card tape. So if there were 42 They were not discovered by a process in place in Maricopa County. They could only have been discovered if some poll watcher or poll worker brought it to their attention. And that and that would not force them to check the other 179 vote centers because it's not part of their process. Their process is described in the nine page letter to the attorney general. And that process specifically does not compare the tape to the check ins. And here's here's the criminal part. The, the, the statute, the Arizona Vice statutes require the election board to compare the tabulated votes, not the number of voters or the number of ballots. It says the tabulated, the cast votes. 
have to be com compared to the number of check-ins. A cast vote is a vote that has been it's been cast, it's been tabulated by the machine, and the election procedures manual makes this absolutely clear. Okay, that the the number they must do the do the audit with is the tape number. Scott Jarrett has forbidden. He has stopped the election boards at all the poll workers are forbidden from comparing the tape to the number of check-ins. And, and that is a felony because he is required. He is required when he knows that there's a statute which requires that and he knowingly interferes with that. That is, that is a felony in Arizona and interfering with the election procedures manual is is a second degree misdemeanor. So uh, it it everyone's innocent until proven guilty. But we have an admission from Maricopa County that they are not doing. They are not allowing the poll workers, the what they call the election boards, to do their audit. They are just to sign the precinct ballot report with the public counter number. Okay, and that's it. And they're not allowed to do an audit anymore. And nobody's explained why, and he has no authority to stop them from doing that. And since he's in charge with a duty, now uh, this is Arizona 16-1010, he's charged with the duty of, of providing them with the right guidance and materials to accomplish what the statute requires. Instead, he's interfering with their job, and he's standing in their way and blocking them from doing it. And the only reason... That the only thing that makes sense, okay, is that the same reason they didn't patch this this anomaly from Dominion. If the all the the only way it would matter what he's doing or change the result of the election is if this anomaly is is happening in Maricopa County because the procedure he has chosen is the only is the only way you could miss the anomaly cuz dominion has said you know they're defending their machines and they're saying every county is supposed to compare the tape to the number of check-ins on the electronic poll book and they are right that's the way the law is written it's very rational and michelle if you could pull up uh the cochise county uh, poll training manual it's one of the last that is, ones. Yeah, in number 18, uh, Cochise County Manual 20, Heather. We got three minutes left, uh, Leo. Okay, real, real quickly, this is the, the, number the 20. point I'm trying to make here. Okay. Okay, so what this is, this is the 2022 poll training manual uh, from Cochise County. Okay, and if you look um, at the bottom there, where is it? Uh, here it is. Okay. At the bottom of that, was the page number there? I guess it's page 98, page 98 in the Cochise County uh, Poll Training Manual. You will see, it says in the orange part there, it says protected count is total ballots for life of machine. That's the odometer I was telling you about. It says, note this number on the ballot report. Okay, so in Cochise County, they're doing it right. In Maricopa County, they're not noting that number. And without that number, that's one of the numbers that prints on the with the tape. That number prints right next to one on top of the other, the memory card number and the protective number. They go together like a failsafe, but they should match. They shouldn't be the same, but the, the protective counter number, when you that's why you note it before the election starts and then you note it after and you know how many ballots were tabulated and the memory card will double that and you have a matching number there and you're fine. 
as long as you check, you compare that to check-ins. So if one is 300, the other is 300, number of check-ins is 300, you're good. Public count is 300, okay? But if public count is 300, check-ins are 300, and protective counter shows it only went up 87, memory card shows 87, we have a problem, Houston, okay? And the, and the procedure done by Maricopa County, unlike Cochise County, looks to be specifically designed to miss the anomaly. And that's where we're at. This is a felony. This is what happened on November 8th. There's no other logical explanation. It's all hiding in rights in plain sight. And, and the report to the attorney general is an admission by Scott Jarrett. He just doesn't, he thinks he's so smart that nobody's going to catch it. Well, we have caught it. And that, that's where we're at now. And I guess we'll have to finish this. We've got a minute left. So thanks for letting me run, Michelle. No, and it was, it was we'll really important. We'll, well, what we'll do is if, if we can, if Leo's got time, we'll, we'll do part two next week so you can catch us next Friday but I encourage you to follow Leo on Twitter and uh, follow me on Twitter because I'm usually retweeting his stuff plus getting other information but what again if you go to savemyfreedom.us and you subscribe there on the Substack, all the information's there and we're working on a very long it's going to be almost like a. it's going to end up being like a PDF book on what really happened so you have all the you have all the information because it's not just these couple things. There was lots of other things, but this is, it's like when you're dealing with court cases, you have to go in a certain niche. What I'm saying, it, it's. Happen and we believe what's there. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of votes that seem to be, you'll find out that are unaccounted for. So again, go follow us on there. We're going to put everything at, and make it so it's very clear and you can help us get this information out because literally we, we have to fix a problem here in Arizona. Otherwise, the, they've hijacked elections moving forward. Again, administrative insurrection is what happened on election day and we've got to get the issue resolved. And it's going to take we the people to put pressure on all of uh, the uh, guilty parties, which includes the legislature and the people that aren't doing anything and getting this information out. And the more people that know about it, again, it's about it's about exposing in the court of public opinion. And uh, we the people need to kind of step up to the plate at this point. So we're working on the campaign to take care of that. But again, go to savemyfreedom.us. Leo D'Onofrio, thank you so much for coming on and we will get into this again next week but you could just follow us on the on, on the twitter uh is where leo leo lives there and he's giving information out so have a great weekend everybody Yeah, that's fine. Like I said, I, I tried to call in on the phone. I couldn't get through. And according to the report, it says both the precinct ballot reports and the tally receipts are available for in-person review at the elections department. So, yeah, that's what it's, it's that's the nine page report from the Maricopa County Elections Department that went to the attorney general's report back in, uh, I believe it was December, might have been November. Yeah, so that's. So just stay right here then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. No, I'm just a uh, citizen of Arizona.
Yeah, no, no groups. Nobody pays me any money. I wish they did. <laughs> yeah, no one's giving. I'm actually like left my desk to come down here because I'm like, oh, I might as well because I, I'm not getting, I'm not getting through on the phone. So I'm actually losing money by standing here. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. Okay, because we normally do everything by appointment now because we're not technically open. Okay. You know, like walk in. So that's why we're trying to figure out. If we if we're gonna be able to help you right now, or whether or not we need to make an appointment, so so give us just one more, you know, like another minute or two. So. Okay, okay, that's cool. We're making okay. progress. I'm, I'm, that's okay. fair. Okay. Yeah, and if you got anybody that wants to to hire me to do something, I'm cool with that. Like, yeah, whoever whoever these groups are, if they're handing out cash, uh, let me know. Where do I sign up? An application. Nobody, nobody gives me any money. I don't. That's why I said if you got some groups that are handing out cash, let me know. Maybe I'll become a member. About, yeah, it's not about payment. I'm saying uh, so. It people do public records requests, and so it's usually if it's a large one, they you know have a group that gets together and they take turns doing all that. Yeah, and no, I schedule that. I've so, never, uh, never done a public records request. I was just trying okay. to get through on the phone to get some questions answered, and I didn't. So then I figured since I was. Uh, having to come in this direction today, I'll just get in the car because I couldn't get anywhere on the phone. So uh, as yeah. far as it being an appointment, I had no idea because I couldn't get any information. Yep, so the um, office has been that way for a couple of years. Um, so can I get your contact information and I can have someone from our public records request team reach out to you? Uh, sure, they can't make the appointment right now. Well, they have to know what it is exactly that you're... you're I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's it's right here in the. Yeah. You have to do it in it's in writing. It's a form. No, but it says right here. No, actually, it's the according to what Scott Jarrett said in his letter, in his report, both the precinct ballot reports and the tally receipts are available for in-person review at the elections department. So I came for the in-person review. You have to request it in writing and make an appointment. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm trying to get the information so that I can get you in, t in touch with the team. That's why I said started with, you know, you're not on the schedule because you didn't make an appointment. So I don't have it. The office is appointment only. So I don't have you on here. I'm trying to put you in touch. Yeah, with no, that's okay. I just wanted to make sure that, that it was not, I don't, I'm not requesting the records. I wanted to actually view them. So, all right. Do you want my so phone number? of the records or you're coming in to review them you do a request for that because we have to track everyone who is touching or seeing all of these documents yeah no that's cool all right you want my phone number uh, can we start with your name sure michelle m-i-c-h-e-l-e 
Swinnick, S-W-I-N, as in Nancy, I-C-K. Number? 602-885-7607. Okay. And it's a public records request, is that what you said? Yes. Okay. This is new to me, so I don't, uh, you know, I've never done this before. Okay. Do you have an email address? Sure. Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, at passionprojects.org, P-A-S-S-I-O-N. P-R-O-J-E-C-T-S. Okay, passionprojects.org. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alrighty, we'll have the team reach out to you and they'll get you squared away, okay? And then how, what's a, what's the name of the person that might be calling me back? Do you have a name? I don't have a, there's a team. So oh, there's a team, okay. Yeah. How are they going to do it maybe tomorrow or before the weekend? I don't know that. I don't know what they're... they're... Okay. Do you, do you have a number for them so I can follow up? I know, but you can go onto our website and there's a... The request forms are on, on our website so that you can uh, submit it to them if that's quicker for you. And it, does it say on their request form or does it say public record request so I know where to go? Yep. It's a public records request page page okay and then I fill out that form but yeah if you could get them my information then who are you who am I talking to I'm Hope Olkeen I'm the election oh yeah I've seen your I've seen your name before you uh uh I talked to somebody in your office a while ago about precinct committee man and he was really nice yeah he was a really it was a really good guy I don't remember what his name was but he did a great job all right okay all right thanks Hope have a good day bye
You've been listening to Everything Homes special segment, Stories Needing Sharing, with Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Homes socially conscious referral network and marketplace, Visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off.